What's up, what's up everybody? Welcome to another edition of CAP. I'm your boy JD and what we're going to do today, we're going to do what? We're going to cultivate. Hello, hello, hello. This is your girl Erica and we're going to accumulate and together we're going to prosper. prosper. It's good being back in the booth. Yes, yes. Now listen, JD, I'm going to say this, you know, um, November, your family and you was like kicking it up with the birthdays, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, my birthday was November the 6th, so I was blessed to see it. Um, Thanksgiving was, was a little different this year. Uh, my family didn't get together, we'll be getting together for Christmas, but I'm, I'm still grateful. Great. Now yeah. listen, I let you have November with all your family members and stuff, okay? <laughs> but December... <laughs> December. Yes, sir. Yesterday was my cousin's birthday. Happy birthday, Tamara. Today is my sister-in-law's birthday. Happy birthday, Sharonica, and so many more family members. But at the end of the month, that December 31st, we going to be life. And you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to even tell y'all that age is coming, but me and my twin brother, yes, sir. Okay. Alrighty. <laughs> well, you know. Um, so let's get into the buzz topic today. Uh, first buzz topic, we have the Nick Cannon interview on The Breakfast Club. What are your thoughts before I give my take on it, Erica? On Nick Cannon? <laughs> you really want to hear mine? <laughs> Seriously, though, um, Nick Cannon as a person, he is great. He has always been hilarious to me. Um, um, but love him dearly. But, like, right now, his, uh, let me see, what is it, 12 kids now? 12 kids. Now, I understand he was on a podcast recently and was talking about, they were discussing the fact of whether or not he uses condoms. And he said, and I quote, that he used the good condoms and all, but then he had the, um, I'll say he said that he uh, take. There are times he takes the condom off on purpose. I'm trying to understand that. So what you're saying is you, with everything that's going on out here in the world with the STDs and um, all of this, and yeah, even being able to get all of these amounts of kids and none of his kids were conceived on a bad condom. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I mean, I'm going to say this much about it. Uh, Nick, I mean, he's, a, of course, a great artist um, as far as what he did with movies and, and then on his show, uh, Wildin' Out. Yeah. His personal life, I'm not here to judge anybody. But at the same time, I would just say this. the um, He's a wealthy man, but just because you got a lot of wealth, it's, it's really about how you're going to spend all the time with those children. Exactly. I mean, but... Um, you know, there's guys out here who don't have a dime doing that same thing. Um, it's unfortunate. Um, he says he makes the, the most of his time spending with his kids and, you know, and it's only, only, only people that matter, you know, opinion that matters is his children, which I get. Hopefully he is able to, you know, maximize his time, uh, with his children and the whole situation about, not wearing condoms or picking and choosing. Well, you know, that's a Russian roulette that you play exactly. out here uh, if you're doing exactly. that. But, you know, regardless of whether you got money or not, no one's immune to that. 
Uh, so you you got to take responsibility when you are engaging in any sexual activity. But uh, everybody, you know, tend, not everyone follows that protocol. But um, I think it's and, also very important to be sure that the woman, or in his case, women, that you are with understand the dynamics of the fact that you do take the condom off and all of this, make sure that there is a conversation in there too, because somebody going to have some kids made. Well, you know, that's that's left, that's left up to whomever he shares that moment with. But, uh, yeah, all I can say is that, uh, Nick, Nick is a a different individual (laughs) when it comes to that. Um, second buzz topic, uh, T.I. and his son King got into a, an altercation over a silver silver spoon comment that his son made. What is your take on that? Okay. My take on that, like, I think, of course, there are things on both sides. Of course, it's always things on both sides. And we don't know exactly, you know, how. He grew up. He could have grown up with the silver spoon in his mouth. He could have. I know he said that he grew up with his grandmother and all of that. Those dynamics, of course, we don't understand. But what I do understand, not to be that I'm all, not to be all spiritual and everything. The Bible says, honor thy father and thy mother. If there is an issue, talk to your parents. But there is a way that you talk to them. And so that big blow up that he had and the way that he talked to his parents, no excuse for that. I can't blame T.I. for putting him in the headlock. I'm just saying. Yeah. My my take on this is I, I, I do know they they have played a part in how he's acting. But right. yet and still, you know, your parents uh, – raised you or took have taken care of you, even if you did go live with your grandmother for a moment, can't be disrespectful like that. Exactly. Uh, basically what's going on with him is he is trying to create this image that he's not. Now, his dad may have come up like that. Mm-hmm. And I've been a fan of Tip uh, for a long time. I listened to his music um, when he first came out or whatnot. But his son, King, didn't didn't come up like that. Right, and I don't even have to you know know them personally to to not to know that that's not. But he's putting this image out there um, because it's every a lot of young folks when it comes to social media, you can create the image of whoever you want to be. But you know when you get confronted with what's real, now you gotta you know now you gotta own up to that. Right. Uh, but yeah, I don't blame him for you know he just kept being disrespectful and. Um, I just think that I used to look at the show a little bit back in the day, the family hustle, not, I wasn't just into it every week, but I looked at a couple episodes and I saw how he was acting back Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. and how his grandmother then would coddle him. And the worst thing you can do for a a young man, a a boy is to coddle him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so now, now that he's older and presumably grown, now he's acting out. And hopefully if he doesn't, get himself together, something's going to humble him. And right. his mother and father, regardless of all the money they have, won't be able to do nothing about that. And so. you know what? In in one of those episodes, I do remember um, T.I. telling them, you know what? Y'all have to stop doing that to him. You need to allow him 
to feel this. He is a young man and he's not going to learn if you keep on, yeah. you know, babying him and everything. So. All right, all right. Great buzz topics. Great buzz topics. Listen, we're going to get on with this show, and I am excited. I am excited. A few months ago, we were able to have um, Devin Crutcher here. Um, he didn't get to sing for us or anything, but that was an awesome show. Today, we decided to switch it up and get a female vocalist. Um, this This young lady is uh, has an amazing singing voice in R&B in gospel and soul all of it no matter what the genre she is going to bring it um something new that I've learned she's also a highly sought after um motivational speaker and inspiring women so I am excited I am truly excited oh and she is also not a native uh Miffian. she is a native uh Mississippian Yay. So I am excited, excited to have with us today, Karen Brown. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. We're excited. We're excited. Yes. Um, We're going to get right on in with these questions Um, because this is going to be a great conversation today. All right. Um, we're laid back. We just like to have fun. So you can be yourself. And we're going to start. I'll start with the first question. What has been one of your most memorable experiences on this musical journey? Ooh, the most memorable experience was when I was chosen to appear on Showtime at the Apollo in New York City. Oh, wow. Yes. Sure. Yeah, so I was performing in Jackson, Mississippi at one of my residencies, as they call them now. And there was a comedy show in town, Steve Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer, somebody else and somebody else. And the after party was actually at the set where I was performing. So I'm on stage singing and Steve walks in and I'm, I keep singing, of course. And he sits literally directly by the stage. So when I was done, he beckoned me to come over to him. And he asked me what my name was and whatever. He's like, I'm sending you to the Apollo. Because normally it's an audition process and you have to mm. win so many competitions on a local level, then a regional level, and then you get to go appear if you win to be on the Apollo. He literally chose me and sent me to be on the Apollo. Wow. Yes. That's what's up? Yeah, it had to be an amazing experience. That's one of the most memorable ones. Wow, to be on the Showtime at the Apollo, to actually be on the stage. Yes, touch the log, rub the log. <laughs> and the blessing in all of it is I won. Girl, come on. See, I almost gave you a high Yes, come on. Come on, we can yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's amazing. That it was a blessing. It was a blessing. And at the time, I guess Whitney Houston was really popular. And so they were like, you can't sing this song and you can't sing this song and you can't sing this song. So I said, okay, I sang one of the songs that I was singing in Jackson, Mississippi. That would be my closing song. And it was, I will survive. But the Shantae Savage version. And so when I did the song on the Apollo, the beginning of the song is literally me and a microphone. It's strictly acapella. And then the music comes in. Mm. It was amazing. 
What year was that? 1997. Wow. <laughs> you, you can't you can't forget nothing like that. Look, that's no, an experience. It was. It was a great experience. Wow, that's awesome. Yes. So what I want to ask you, Karen, is when did a young Karen realize she wanted to sing as a profession? Oh my goodness. Um so my mama said I came out of the womb singing. <laughs> but I realized that when I was about hmm, I'll say four and five. Me and my sister were doing duets in the church. And then not too long after that, I went solo. And I literally thought it was going to be a hobby. So when I went to Jackson State University, nope, let me back up because it started in Oxford, Mississippi. I was singing on the campus of Ole Miss at events and singing at weddings at 12 years old. Mm. Oh, wow. 12. Actually, I had my first paid gig at 13. The hustle. Yes, come on. <laughs> oh, you yes. you knew about the hustle. Uh, yeah. Well, well, I didn't. I didn't know about the hustle. I just knew that I could hold a note. I wouldn't say that I knew that I could sing. I knew that I could hold the right note. Yeah. But your, your gift made room for you to be a Oh, yeah. listen. When I tell you, <laughs> it has made an abundant room for me. Oh, wow. Yes. And see, I think that is so amazing because I have um I've always been in the singing world. Yes. I'm not exactly a singer, but I sung in the choir, mm -hmm. even led a song before a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And I always uh used to say that if I could sing, mm -hmm. I'd be dangerous. If I could sing <laughs> and if I could dance for real, I'd yes. be dangerous. Yes. And then like I always was surrounded by singers like um Kimberly Verner, her and yes. Dwayne were on here, yes. and um, my best friend, James Lewis, Lord rest his soul. Yes. They were always singing. I'm always trying to sing right along with them. Of course, James always told me, uh, you can you can close your... <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, he shut me up. <laughs> but listen, you have accomplished so much in your musical career. I did not realize you sang in the Mississippi Mass Choir. You're a speaker. Yes. I would love to know what's next for Karen. Could you ever see yourself teaching music? Or? <laughs> that is so ironic because I went to Jackson State University and got a degree in elementary education, magna cum laude, by the way. Okay. Yes. And so I've actually been teaching music, not as paid, but I teach and train other artists to grow and to bloom and to blossom. I'll say that. That is amazing. Now, um, would you, I'm pretty sure you are more happier with the singing side of it. Look, singing is my safe space. Singing has built my self-esteem. Singing has forced me to be in front of people when I didn't want to be in the room in front of anybody because of life circumstances. Right. But God just keeps, the more I try to hide, the more he pushed me out front. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's all God. It's none of me. It's all God. Mm -hmm. I can say, honestly, I'm an actress. Yes. I've always loved acting and I can remember being at church and Karen Todd pushed me, like pushed me a lot. I was perfectly happy just being someone else on stage, but I was pushed to, no, honey, you get that paper, you're going to write. You're going to write, but I'm glad 
I said that when she was here. I'm so glad she did that because I started learning. I love creating. Mm -hmm. I love creating. I love directing. And I love that more than I actually love acting. That's it. But you, your voice for me, singing period, music period can be so therapeutic. It is. And one of my favorite songs has always been listening to you sing Encourage Yourself. Oh, wow. That yeah. is so therapeutic for me. Listen, what a lot of people don't realize, the, a lot of the songs that I'm singing, I'm speaking to myself. I'm singing to myself while I'm encouraging you. Because life has been challenging. A lot of people don't know, but I was born with birth defects. I spent the bulk of my childhood at Le Bonheur Hospital. I've had 21 corrective surgeries, 10 days old. Well, when I was born, my umbilical cord was wrapped around my neck. It was wrapped around my arm. It cut off my circulation. And, you know, I'm, I don't look like the normal person. Well, well is, if there is a normal person, I don't have all my fingers. I don't have all my toes. I walk with a limp because my legs are two different lengths. That's why I never wanted to be in front of people because I was always hiding myself because I would always be judged or somebody would have something negative to say or, you know, uh, want to fight me or whatever. I can't help that God made me the way that I am. But it took me years to embrace the fact that he is the one who created me this way. And he shows me every day, even though I created you the way that you look, I have so much more for you. Wow. Your testimony, your story will encourage and uplift and inspire so many people. And then he gave me the gift of song to release it. Carrie, you're mm. about to bring tears <laughs> to my eyes. That's my Thanks. truth. That is amazing. And I love how God works. Yes. I love it because it's things that we don't think we could ever do. Yes. I was also that person, you know, I could be on stage, but mm -hmm. I'm someone else when I'm acting. Exactly. But to get out there, I never liked speaking in front of people because mm -hmm. I felt like people would not listen to me. And then God started taking me to that scripture about when God called Jeremiah and Jeremiah said, I cannot speak for you. I'm only a child. And God said, do not say you're only a child. You go and you tell the people what I command you to tell them. That's correct. And just the fact that God touched his mouth and told him now go. Mm -hmm. So that means that he's giving you the words to say. He's saying he's right there with you. He's pushing you out there and every he, single time he does it to so many of us. And if he had, hadn't done it, we wouldn't even be where we are today. Absolutely correct. That's amazing. That's, that's a powerful testimony, Karen. I, I definitely that's definitely inspiring. What I want to ask you is what inspired you to be a speaker and advocate for abused women? Experience of abuse, physically, mentally and emotionally um, Two. Three, physically abusive relationships and emotional and relational. And I found that when I spoke about it, instead of hiding it or keeping it to myself, it also blessed and uplifted and pushed other women to want to get out of the situation because those situations are not as easy to get out of as it appears. You could tell somebody every day, girl, you need to leave him alone. Girl, you need to um just get away from him because he's dangerous for you. 
You can tell me that a million times, but until I make the choice in my mind to actually do it, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But what encouraged me was the experience of going through it myself. Okay. And then to speak on it. And like I said, as a benefit to encourage and help other people. But at the same time, it was therapy for me, just releasing yeah. it. Because holding it in was more painful than letting it go. That makes sense. That your misery sense. became your ministry. That's correct. And they say that all the time. It's uh, your pain became your purpose. Your misery became your ministry. But it's so much truth in that. Yeah. So much truth. It is. Now it, we have, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Um, we have this thing that we do, of course, you know, it's cap, cultivate, accumulate, and prosper. So we always have a question that stems from one of those. Okay. So since we have cultivate first, I'm going to let you yeah. start with yours. Um, how did you cultivate your gift of singing into what is now the soulful brand of Karen Brown? Listen. I cultivated it by presenting myself in every opportunity that God placed in front of me by just getting out there and do what was assigned to me. And then it got to a point where I cultivated where I, where I could go beyond the assignment. And actually, when I perform, I actually give my testimony at my event. Now, when I'm hired to do something, I'm going to come and I'm going to sing and I'm going to give you what you asked me for. But when I have my own stage, I'm able to free myself and release myself and be who God created me to be to help the people that he created me to help, to benefit the people that he helped me to be there for. That's it. It's powerful. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. You are like inspiring me, (laughs) inspiring me. And I I love to be inspired. I love to inspire people. So when I have the opportunity to be in the presence of someone who can inspire me and motivate me, I love it. I absolutely love it. And as many, as long as I've actually known you, I've never actually had the opportunity to know you. So this is this is absolutely amazing to me. I commend you just even with being able to keep going forward despite the many and people who know me understand that the many detours. Yes. You have experience. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but listen, with the accumulate, what would you say you have accumulated in 30 years of a musical career? I have accumulated some of the best relationships as far as friends and supporters and encouragers and uplifters for me, because me as an encourager, I need it too. And I have gained so many prominent persons to speak over my life, to speak into my mm. life, to just be there when I need them. Right. You know, it, it may not, it may be someone I don't talk to every day, but when I need them and I pick up the phone and call, they are right there. See, and that that's wonderful because sometimes you can't the friends who have been the closest to you, family, sometimes, although they're it's not a bad thing because mm-hmm. but sometimes you can't call them. That's right. And God pushes you out there even more. He allows you to come in contact with people and their sole purpose is just to bless you. 
Yes. Bless me and listen to me. Because what I found out over the years is that when you have an issue or a problem and you want to talk to a friend or somebody, you can start the conversation and mid conversation, they cut you off with a solution. I didn't call you for a solution. I called mm -hmm. you to mm -hmm. vent to you, for you to listen to me. Even if you have no response, I'd rather have that, but give me the freedom to mm -hmm. fully express myself. And exactly. then just be there. Exactly. You you are so right, because you're trying to talk and you get, but see what you got to do. See, mm -hmm. you, don't, you just don't want to listen. Uh -huh. you just, and it's like, okay, no, you don't want to listen. <laughs> <laughs> right. And the absolute last question that I have for you, um, how much have you prospered in your musical career? Let me tell you something. God has placed me on this journey of stages. What I mean is when I was younger, he had a certain space for me. As I grew older, he had more spaces for me. And the more spaces that I enter, the more spaces he creates for me. Wow. Mm. And I am literally just enjoying the journey that he has me on. I said to myself last week, from this point on, I only want God-ordained assignments in my life. Anything outside of that, I don't want it. I want nothing to do with it. I only want what he, the Lord, God Almighty, has for me. I can respect that a lot. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I definitely uh, can respect that and, and uh, agree with that because you can ask him like the prayer of Jabez to enlarge your territory, but mm -hmm. you want to make sure you're within the right territory for your growth and your success and to empower people, you know, that you need to empower. And a lot of people soon as you now we all seek to, to, you know, to have some type of wealth or finances to be able to do things. But if that's solely what you're after, like they say, all money ain't good money. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And all opportunities may not be the best, you know, exactly. for you, but some people don't see it that way. Like, you know, when you're, if you're blessed not to be starving, you know, uh, that's that's a good thing. But when someone is starving, sometimes people can dangle anything in front of them and they'll just go for it. That's right. correct. And no matter what area, whether it's entertainment, business, or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely, um, definitely understand that. I can remember vividly being at a performance at a club in Jackson, Mississippi. Actually, I was opening up for Tamia, like okay. when she first started years ago. Yeah. And I was sitting there, you know, waiting on my turn to hit the stage. And this guy walks up to me and says, you should be rich right now. You should be a millionaire. You should be this and you should be that. My response, and I had no clue that this was going to come out of my mouth. But what I told him in that moment, and I hold on to those words to this day, I am rich. I am rich in the Lord. So I have everything I need, want, need, want, and desire. I lack nothing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, people equate richness to mm -hmm. money. Sometimes exactly. it has absolutely nothing to do with money. God yeah. can enrich you with friends. God can enrich you with connections mm -hmm. that have nothing to do with the dollar. That's absolutely true. Absolutely true. And I've always said, um, even when you think of prosperity, when you mm -hmm. think of accumulating, it is not 
always money. It's, as you said, relationships. Mm -hmm. It's the experiences. Mm -hmm. I've had amazing experiences, but I didn't get them till I was able to actually stop listening to other people. And Tabitha Brown always talks about how she used to please, want to mm -hmm. please everyone. Yes. I was the same way, but nothing mm -hmm. happened until I stepped out and started doing what God ordained me to do. That's correct. Yeah. What you ladies have just said is definitely uh, it's true in every aspect. Um, and like I said, it, it doesn't always equate to money. It, it does experiences, love, um, helping others. You know, mm -hmm. I often say that in order to... Um, to get a hand up, you first got to extend a hand out. That's, that's correct. You know? So, and a lot of people don't follow that principle, mm -hmm. you know. But if you follow that principle, you won't go without because God, God will see you through. So now we come to the part of the show where we're going to have a little fun, Karen. Okay, let's do um, it. This section is called, this part is called Top 5, and I'm going to give you my top five um, for me, and then Erica will do hers. Top five, I'm going to ask you. Top five female R&B singers. I'm going to give you mine, and then I'm going to let you give me yours, let you think. So my top five, and they don't have to be in any order, just okay. just five. So okay. um, I'm going to say Anita Baker. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to say Sade. Mm -hmm. um, Janet. Mm -hmm. Whitney Houston. And then the fifth one is going to be split between these two two young ladies and that's for me that would be Monica and Aaliyah because okay. I was always a fan of, of, of the music so Ooh. my turn yeah, yeah okay so um I like some of the people you said but my would in my top five would be Patti LaBelle okay, okay. Aretha Franklin okay uh, Tina Marie mm -hmm. <laughs> Barbara Streisand wow yes She's good though. And Tony Braxton. Okay. TB. Okay. 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 I like how you. Yes. And sometimes I have learned. Whitney's in there too. She's like on one of the lines with the others, but I've learned that it's more than the sound. Yeah. It's the lyrics. I'm a lyrics girl. I love lyrics. And there are songs that I won't sing because of the lyrics. Mm hmm. But when the lyrics speak, the delivery of the song can go over so much if the audience is open to receive. And I get what you're saying with that. Um, far as I'm not a singer, but I'm a writer. Yes. So I I listen for melody and lyrics when it comes to a song. Mm -hmm. So the the beat or melody I listen to, but then also yeah, the lyrics because I write. I'm an author. And other things that I do, so lyrically, and I've done poetry, so, so I get what you're saying. Yes. That makes a lot of sense, too, because I've noticed, like, even when I'm making a post, if I want to put some music to it, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think about what the lyrics are saying, if mm -hmm. it kind of fits in with what I'm saying. And I'll notice some other things that people may post, and I'd be like... With what you're posting in these lyrics, I've actually contacted some people. I'm like, you're going to make some people mind go somewhere else because exactly. these lyrics <laughs> ain't what you, <laughs> yeah, you just picking for the song. But mm -hmm. um, I'm going to say my, my five. 
Um, anybody who knows me knows Whitney Houston is definitely going to be on that list. Yes. Um, I do like Anita Baker. Um, mm, Tony Braxton. So that's three. Um, I'm going to always throw some gospel in there. I love my girl, Yolanda. Mm -hmm. I love Yolanda Adams. And um, for that fifth one, um, people might call me crazy or whatever, but I really did like Tina Turner. Absolutely love Tina. <laughs> I yes. loved it. The, yes. Her sultriness, her yes. uniqueness, everything about it. I just loved. I, I loved her music. I loved her voice. So, yeah, Tina Turner. I'm going to have some fun with this, and especially in my answers, because the last one that I say is going to be wonderful. Okay. Um, um, Top five soundtracks. Oh. So, I'm going to start with okay. these five. But um, uh, Best Man soundtrack. Mm -hmm. I don't care which one. You can put them all together. Yeah. Best Man. Mm -hmm. um, I would say... Um, Best Man, the Bodyguard soundtrack. Okay. Absolutely wonderful. Mm -hmm. Boomerang soundtrack. Mm -hmm. So those are three. Um, my fourth one, Don't Judge Me, Sister Act 2 soundtrack. Okay. Because I just love it. Those mm -hmm. songs. I still have fun with those songs today. And Don't Judge Me, y'all. Mm -hmm. Detours 2 soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> y'all think I'm playing but I had some of the best gospel rap rappers from Memphis, Tennessee Fro, mm -hmm. uh, Damien, D. Mercy mm -hmm. um, some of the best singers Joycelyn Wilson um, a song written by my girl Kimberly Verner called Deliverance mm -hmm. that song was amazing so Detours 2 soundtrack baby yeah okay <laughs> I love it I love it my turn. Mm -hmm. Um, so we'll go waiting to excel. Oh yes. We will go preacher's wife. Yes. You know Whitney is connected to all of that, so all I'm in love it. with that. Um, I'm gonna throw a, a a loop. Ghost, the soundtrack to the movie Ghost. Oh wow. Is amazing. Um, and then oh. some of the ones you name. I love the Boomerang soundtrack. Yeah. I gotta go back to Ghost now. Yeah. Oh my love, my darling. That's my one of my favorites. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, and she 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 blessed us a little bit. I mean, that just came out. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's wonderful. Um, top five soundtracks. Okay, um, of course, Boomerang. Um, one of them, Boomerang, the best man. Um, uh, what's another one? I would say, um. New Jack City. Yes. New Jack City soundtrack. Yes. Um, the soundtrack for the movie Above the Rim. Okay. And uh, let me see, what would be the fifth one? Um, it's okay if you want to say Detours too. I understand. <laughs> the, the fifth one would be, um, I like... Um, that soundtrack for the movie The Brothers. Okay. Yeah, because they had a song on there with Eric Benet called Love Don't Love Me. Yeah. And I used okay. to bump that like yes. back in the day. So I would say that would So I'm gonna go above my list, but I got two more. Okay. We'll appreciate this one. What's love got to do with it? Come on, come on. <laughs> yes, I love that soundtrack and my all time 
one of my top favorites, Dream Girls. You know what? Dream Girls was on my list, yes. but I have no yes. idea how I could sit here and not say what's love got to do with yes. it. <laughs> Dream Girls was fine. Even when they um was like doing the song where they was kind of like talking it up. Uh-huh. By yes. myself out on the line, you should have warned me, but that would have been too kind. All of it. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, I love yes. it. I love it. Yeah, that movie was it's 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 underrated. It was it was Dream a good Girls? movie. Yeah, I mean, oh, yes. yeah, it's yes. Under, it don't get the, but it was good because that Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy <laughs> scene that that always had me like I shared it in my stories a few months ago, um, mm -hmm. making a point like I'm like this is the kind of energy I'm on, and he was like he was doing that, and I was like yeah, but it was funny. Jimmy got Jimmy got sold, and Eddie yeah. Murphy should have got an award for that. Folks don't realize I'm a huge Eddie Murphy fan. But Me besides his comedian chops, he he can act in diverse roles, and yes. he yeah that was so. But that little clip when he was showing Jimmy Jimmy like that, and I was like, this is the energy I'm on this week. Yeah. And but it was from Dreamgirls, but you don't hear a whole lot about it, and it was it was it was a good movie. Yes, it was. People I mean, really Jamie don't... Fox and all everything, you know. Perfect cast. Yes. Yeah. It was like a perfect cast. And then like people people be sleeping on Eddie Murphy singing. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. And he can actually sing. I used to actually have um one of his Party All the Time was the first yeah. song. Yeah. It shows how old I am a little bit, but I had the cassette tape. It's, it's okay. <laughs> Age is nothing but a number. Let me tell this you something. This is true. This is true. You know what? Come on. You just said something. And I'm proud of it because I tell anybody, but on here, mm -hmm. I never say it. <laughs> I never say it. But you know what? What? I can say mm -hmm. today, mm -hmm. I am 30 days to 47. Come on. Yeah, y'all go. It. You got to embrace your age, baby. Because <laughs> let me tell you something. People ain't making it to that this day exactly. and time. People are leaving this earth younger and younger every day. I promise. So please embrace your age. I am 53. Well... Right here. <laughs> and I definitely yes. don't look 47. So yes. there y'all have it, viewers. It is what it is. We're aging gracefully. I promise. Yeah. Definitely. definitely. I just turned AK-47 back on the Come 6th on. of November. So, yes. you know, uh, and I say AK meaning a king 47. That was my look. Yeah, so I love it. But uh, I remember when I was younger thinking like, you know, that's, but I'm so grateful because I grew up with some people who didn't make it out of their 20s. Yes. Mm -hmm. Didn't make it out of their teens, actually. Mm -hmm. So I don't take it for granted at all. That's um, correct. My best, my best friend, James, was 36. And you knew James. Mm -hmm. And uh, my dad was 41. Wow. 41 years old. Mm. So, yes. Embrace it. Yeah. I love it. There y'all have it. I <laughs> never tell y'all that. The last show of the season. <laughs> I'll let y'all know my age. That should make that right there should make y'all want to look at that little button right down there. You see it? It says subscribe. Click on that button Click right on there. That button right there and subscribe right there. people. Subscribe, like, comment. Y'all, for this last show, if you have never commented before. Comment about the show. Tell us what you think. Send, um, even send to our uh, banana peel email, uh, the cap podcast three at gmail.com. That's the cap podcast three at gmail.com. And I have just kind of like opened the door. 
or that banana peel. Yeah. So this segment now is the banana peel. So let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, our one of our viewers sent this message to us this past Thanksgiving. I went out of town with the guy I've been dating exclusively for six months. While at his family's gathering, he introduced me as his friend repeatedly. Once we got back from the trip, he noticed my demeanor had changed. I was quiet and distant. He asked me what's wrong. With anger, I said, what the hell you mean I'm just your friend? You get girlfriend benefits and treat me as such. He was speechless. Should I leave this situation because I don't want to be hurt? And this is Savannah from Greensboro, North Carolina. Erica, I'm going to let you give your take, and then i give mine. Okay, I'm going to say that when I first saw this banana peel question, I was like, I feel like her shoe. What you mean? But um, <laughs> that's just a natural reaction because when you've been with someone that long and then you get around the people who are um, – the closest to you and it's your family and it's your friends, you that that can make you feel some kind of a way. Um, but Savannah, what I would say is, um, I will say this first. Sometimes um, when things happen, we don't say anything um, when it first happens and we tend to let it fester. So um that could be a very good reason why he's speechless because when we let it fester, when we keep, we're still thinking about it, we're not just letting it just, you know, I'm just letting it, I'm just going to drop it, but we're letting it fester. So every time we keep thinking about it, it can make us angrier and angrier and angrier. So that can become a situation too. And that can make it a whole lot more harder to deal with. I think that before you decide that you want to leave the situation, um, first, in a sense, make sure that you're calm first and then have a conversation um, with your guy because he may not have even realized what he was saying and how much it would affect you and how you would feel about it. Most times what I have learned, even in the fact that most of my best friends are guys, but what I have learned is, of course, the way we feel about something isn't the way that a man is going to feel about it. So we have to have, I'm always saying communication is key. Um, so you have to have a conversation after you have calmed down from it because his view of it may just be a different view, but it doesn't change the way that he feels about you. So I think having that conversation after you have calmed down can help that a lot. Okay. Um, well, I would say Savannah's this, um, Sort of like something that Erica just mentioned. Of course, men and women look at things from a different vantage point. Uh, you said you stated that you exclusively been dating for six months. Um, you know, we have this thing in our society and our culture where people don't, quote unquote, don't want to put titles on things. But, you know, if you are doing things as such that you're in a relationship, that should be a discussion that should be had, especially before heading out of town with somebody for the holidays. Now, I'm not saying that, that you, you didn't uh, or whatnot, but um, because women and men think differently, and I'm not giving a scapegoat for him, and I'm not fit to down him either. All I'm just saying is the discussion 
has to be had on what you all are doing, which a lot of people is amazes me how many how many times people can get Adam and Eve but don't know how to talk to one another. You know? mm-hmm. Even in my younger days, being a young man, I always would try to you know know what what's what or let someone know what's what so it won't be no nothing taken out of context. Now, did I always get it right? No, but for the most part, I was a little bit ahead of my age uh, in maturity due, due to the fact I had to grow up quick becoming a young father. But uh, all I'm saying is is that, you know, it's understandably you was emotional, you was upset, um, and he may or may not have realized when he was saying that. If he said that repeatedly, like you said, uh, well, and maybe in his mind that you all are, what they say, just kicking it. <laughs> but whatever that's defined as, you need to find out if you all are, are truly going are in a relationship or going to be in one or what have you, and then make your decision. Uh, if you think that you know you don't want to go any further with it because your heart is being drawn into it, but um, I would just say, yeah, talk to them to define what you all are because the start of your uh, your your email to us was that y'all have been dating exclusively for six months. Different strokes with different folks. Some people can be dating someone exclusively and still say, that, well, we're not just, we're dating. We're not in a relationship. And some people say, well, we are in a relationship. But it has to be two people that agree. So we're going to ask our guest, what's her take on it? Oh, Lord. So what I just noticed is she said that they've been dating exclusively. That matters. If, if we've had the conversation or had the dialogue that this is an exclusive relationship and you're introducing me to others as your friend, baby, I'm more than your friend. You need to give me another title or don't give me a title at all. Let's just let it be what it is. We're going to be exclusive. We're not seeing other people. We're not involved with other people. We're not having conversations or spending time with other people. That's exclusive. So I suggest suggest that you have dialogue that you have an open conversation with him to Mm -hmm. see where he is mentally concerning you because just because you're dating exclusively doesn't mean that his mind isn't somewhere else Mm -hmm. been there done that Mm -hmm. you said something right there that's always the possibility on the guy's part yeah. as well as sometimes on the woman's part. Exactly. But, but like like I was saying, you've got to you've got to that dialogue has to be had before and everyone is different. But for mm-hmm. me, if I were talking to somebody and it's like, Won't you come with me, you know, down to my family's for this gathering for the holidays? Well, you know, if I'm really I'm really into her, I'm gonna want to you know. I'll be like, okay, so 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 how are you gonna how are we gonna how this is gonna be introduced? Am I just your friend coming with you, or am am I your guy? You know, if I care enough about this person, that's that's it, that's, right that's, that's the operative right. word. That's it. Now, if we just cool and we kicking it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm your friend. I mean, yeah. no biggie if I'm gonna go down there with you. But so that that happens for on both sides. Mm-hmm. But you know, when that conversation is not had. Mm-hmm. He may be thinking, okay, even though we've been dating and to her it's exclusive, he may not have been seeing someone else or may have, but probably if he asked her, probably wasn't or he likes her the most, but he hadn't the thought process of right. we're 
a couple to say, because if a guy feel that way about you, he's going to introduce you as his lady. Look, been there, mm-hmm. done that. Off top. Yes. yes. Off top. If yes, he, he feels really that is. way about you, off top, he's like, this is my girlfriend, this is my lady, but, you know, it, so it's one of those things where you got to know that communication has to be had beforehand, especially after six months. Exclusively. You know, yeah. Exclusively. And, and then That's the word. She said exclusively, <laughs> and she said you get girlfriend benefits and treat me as such. Exactly. So those things right there let you know, well, you know, it's a little bit more than you just being my platonic friend because – there's a VIP access that platonic friends don't have. Exactly. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to start using that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a VIP access that you're like, hold up. You know, <laughs> you're not a part of this club. True. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, VIP access. That yeah. there. That yeah. part. Yeah. So, you know, Savannah, just had that conversation with him uh, and then make the best decision for yourself because, of course, like with anybody, you know, your heart is something that everyone has to protect, a man or a woman. And if you don't and you allow it to be open, it can be pulled in many different directions. So have that conversation with him and, and see see where his mindset is and then, you know, make that decision that you need to make that's best for you. Yep. So now that we've had the banana peel and this has been a great episode, um, we want to give you the chance to let all of our viewers and listeners know how to get in contact with you, how to book you, where you're going to be performing next, so your social media handles and everything that everything that is Karen Brown have at it. Oh, wow. Okay, so everything that is Karen Brown, it's simple. Karen Brown Live. K-A-R-E-N, brown, like the color. And then L-I-V-E. That's Instagram at Karen Brown Live. On Facebook, it's Karen Brown Live. And in order to find me or contact me, you could do my email, Karen Brown Live at gmail.com. Or you can call me. I'll give you my number. Should I say it? My number is 901 573-6092. And when you call that number, you're actually talking to me. Yes. I love that. Yes. That's, I love that. That's different. That's real personable. Very. No, no assistant. Like this is just, <laughs> you you reaching the person. Listen, I just had this conversation with someone last night. So when I do my events, which I do three to four times a year. When you call the number on the flyer, it's the number I gave you. I just gave you. You're literally talking to me. I will personally deliver your tickets to you Mm. because I love being personable with my fans and supporters. I want you to meet me. I want you to know me. So when you see me and hear me perform, you'll know exactly where I'm coming from. I love it. Man, that's dope. That's real dope. I need to make the time to come see yeah. Karen Brown sing one day. Please do. I need to do that. Well, Please you know, I, I've been to some of your shows, so I'm yes, waiting for the have. most, the, the, the most, the next one that you're going to do. But I've been to your shows in the past and always had a great time. Thank you, know, you yeah. J.D. I appreciate it. Yep, yep. I need to get out. I can get out. Mm-hmm. 
I do, but it seems like the past couple of years I have been like engrossed in my business and trying to get some things, but I've made it a point to get out and do some things. So, but that is great though. I'm going to tell you why, because during the pandemic, I literally became selfish because I'm such a giver. I was always giving, 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 and nobody was pouring back into me. So I poured into myself. I know that feeling. Yes. So taking that time was good for you, right? It it, it yes. was. Yes. And I definitely did it last year because I've been so busy mm -hmm. and engulfed and doing everything else. Mm -hmm. And I was going to do my conference, manifest conference, a business conference that I do. And I was going to do it last year. And I had just got through doing the, the stage play. Mm -hmm. Before the stage play, I had... I did a youth leadership coaching program. Then before that, I had did the stage play. So I kept doing something. And by the time it got to manifest, I'm like, this is not together. I'm not together. I need a break. I yes. need to regroup. I yes. took my first vacation in years. Yes. So, yeah, I have done it. So now I'm good. I'm working on a couple of things. But when I can, I still need to get out. And, yeah. Self-care is the best care. I'm going to do definitely. that. I'm going to do that. Yes. And that's going to be a great time because that's still self-care. Yes. I want to take the time to hear a little music. I love live music anyway. Do you sing at any certain um, lounges? Doing so, I don't have a residency. I'm not anywhere on a local basis. I do a lot of private events. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, I do my own events. I was doing four, but I've decreased it to three times a year because I need that break to breathe. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so um, my next one will be 2024. I, you just missed one. I had a holiday show at the Esplanade. Oh, you just wow. missed it. I did it last week. The next one will be my love show. I don't call it Valentine's because love is 365, not one man-made big day of the year. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. And then my plan right now is to do it February 25th which is, I think, is the last Sunday in February. But, yeah, that's my next one. So I do a love show. I do a birthday show in May. And then I do a holiday show around Thanksgiving, Christmas. You know what? I always used to think, like, when it came to Valentine's Day and stuff, you know, you got to have a man or you got to have mm -mm. be with somebody. But you know what? I may come to that. I can love on me. My whole point. Or some friends or yes, whatever. Yes, yes. Yes. Bring your girlfriends or just bring yourself. Because you got to love you before you can love anybody else. Exactly. And that is true. That is definitely true. Look forward to, to that, Dan. You said February the 25th, around that time. February 25th. 2024. Yes. Definitely. I'm definitely going to show up for that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're at the segment uh, before we end the show. We have the detour moment with Erica. Followed by me with the brand drop moment. Okay. I'm going to read something to you guys. As you know, um, we had a co-host, Shamel, and uh, so she's no longer on the show with us. But she sent me something recently that, had, that she got from an event that she went to. And, um, okay, here we go. A detour has been carefully planned. Somebody mapped out this plan. They knew 
there was some road work ahead. So when you got the road work, I'm going to read that again first. A detour has been carefully planned. Somebody mapped out this plan. They knew there was some road work ahead. God mapped out this whole plan for you. He knew the detours you were going to go through. He knew the bumps, the scrapes, the jobs that you were going to lose, the friendships you were going to lose, even having to experience some grief. You are going to experience it. Every single one of us, if you are walking on the face of this earth, every single one of us will experience some detours. God has brought, you know, he designed the plan and everything. And if he is the one that designed it, he's going to bring you through it. And once you make it through it, I always say when there's a storm, there's a rain. But guess what? The storm never. Y'all tell me a storm that lasts forever. <laughs> you know of one? I haven't experienced that. The storm does not last forever. God will bring you through it and you will still make it to your destination. That's some good words of wisdom there, Erica. Well, the brain drop for the day. Um, even the word impossible at the root says impossible. So go do it. I'm going to say it again. Even the word impossible at the root says impossible when you break it down. So go do it. It's a lot of things people deem impossible in this life. Um, but once your mind is set that it is, then it will become that. But if you are rooted in your faith in God and you believe in yourself and you're resilient, then you can turn the impossible into I'm possible to do it. I, I've been a witness of that, testimony of that myself. I can see that I guess uh, Karen has. Erica has, our producer Cassius has. People, I mean, it's, I'm sure there's been times in your life where family, friends, significant others, foes, or whoever have said, no, you ain't going to be able to do that. Mm. But you got to be able to realize that anything can be done, not just because it sounds good, but true faith in God. But then once you have faith in God, now you got to put some grind behind that because faith without works is what is dead. So you got to put some action yeah. behind that. But the word impossible at the root says I'm possible, so go do it. Mm, that's and there, good. And there you have it. That's good. Yeah. So before we end, I did want to make sure that I said this. Um, as you know, and we have mentioned it before, I am a speaker, a life coach, um, podcaster, of course. And as of next year, I will be an author as well. Um <clears throat> If you're looking for a speaker, if you are a school, if you are a corporation, if you're looking for a speaker or even a life coach for uh, your girls basketball team or for a girls group, you can contact me, email address, email address, Ephesians6pro at gmail.com. That's E-P-H-E-S-I-A-N-S-P-R-O at gmail.com. You can um Reach out to me on Facebook, on Instagram, and um, really soon you'll also be able to um, check out my YouTube channel, um, E6TV, as I will be having Manifest Monday starting soon. So contact me for any speaking engagements, 
um, or if you need a life coach, I am ready to serve you. And likewise for myself, as you can see below on that flyer, uh, 5D, five dimensions, coaching and speaking. Um, if you need a speaker, uh, let me come drop something on your brain so you won't leave here the same way. I often tell people I'm not a pastor or a politician, but I have something to say. And I'm I'm going I'm going to take you somewhere to where you can realize that the journey, the journey is the beauty is in the journey and and, and the reward is at the destination. But you're mm-hmm. you're learning through the journey. Um, for men, uh, young people, uh, conflict resolution, all of those things that I've had to learn over the years, I'm ready to empower and inspire those. So I can be reached uh, at you can book me on my link tree. Linktree Jerry Davis. You can reach me on my author on my email, author Davis at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, definitely. Uh I would love to come speak at your uh your school, your social group, or be a guest on a panel, singles, men, whatever the case may be. I would definitely love to be a part of that. Uh I want to say this has been a great journey this first year of this podcast yes. i want to thank the producer cassius for everything i want to thank our guest today karen for coming on uh erica i want to thank you for riding with me on this podcast as my co-host and i want to thank you all all the listeners and viewers who have subscribed who have tuned in who have texted me inboxed me saying every from every episode that you like the content, the engagement and everything. And Lord willing, we want to run it back next year for season two yes. um, of the cap podcast. So in the, t- in the between time and meantime, stay uplifted, stay blessed. Uh, like I always tell folks, if you're going to be anything, if you're going to be anything in this life. Be for real. This yes. is JD. And this is Erica. And we want you all to cultivate, accumulate, and we all are going to what? Prosper. Prosper. See you. Have a good one. Bye, y'all.